Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. Everybody, it is I, William Powell, the K O D C M X, King of DC Media. Let me remind you that the Inside Acting Radio Show is brought to you by the column DC Actors Examiner, where you will find many outstanding articles about the acting business. You can find it by Googling DC Actors Examiner. Inside Acting is in the midst of a fundraising campaign. And I want to thank all those who donated. We have raised $279 so far, and we have $189 more to reach our goal of $468, which funds us for the next 12 months. So please help us reach our goal by navigating to www.gofundme.com forward slash L-G-I-K-9 and the letter O. That's www.gofundme.com dot com forward slash L G I K nine O. Remember to follow me on Twitter at handle forward slash inside underbar acting and Facebook at handle that William dot T dot Powell. That's William dot T dot Powell. Tonight's guest is film director and author Paul Kiriazzi, who wrote the classic self help book the James Bond Lifestyle Seminar. You can find out a lot more about Paul by navigating to www.paulkiriazzi.com. That's K-Y-R-I-A-Z-I. And you can get a lot of tips out there on things like clothes, casinos, gadgets, and girls. He directed actors like uh, George Chikiris from West Side Story, uh, Adam West from Batman, Nancy Kwan, The World of Susie Wong, Pat Morita from Happy Days, uh, Don Stroud from uh, Django, who also played in a lot of Eastwood movies. So before I bring in Paul, let me uh, read a short uh, excerpt from uh, Goldfinger. And there's a famous scene where uh, Goldfinger says, Remember, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. And this, this seems a little bit different, so just, just hang with me. Here it's a, it's a little bit different. So let me go into that. He says here, Bond glanced down the table on which he lay spread-eagled. He let his head fall back with a sigh. There was a narrow slit down the center of the polished steel table. The far end of the slit, like a foresight frame in the V of his parted feet, were the glinting teeth of a circular saw. Goldfinger began to speak in a relaxed, conversational voice. Mr. Bond, the world pain. The word pain comes from the Latin poena, meaning penalty, that which must be paid. You must now pay for your inquisitiveness. I have many, have had many enemies in my time. I am very successful and immensely rich. And rich is if... I may inflict another one of my aphorisms upon you. May not make you friends, but they greatly increase the class and variety of your enemies. 
That's very, very neatly put, said Mon. Okay, so that's enough of my audio book for tonight, folks. So let me go ahead and uh, bring uh, Paul on in. Konnichiwa, Paul. Konnichiwa, William. I'm, uh, it's your 7 o'clock in California. I'm high noon here in Japan. Good to talk <laughs> to you. Wow, how's, how's uh, Mount Fuji looking out there? Actually, I can see it from my window uh, right now. Yeah, from my point of view, it's about six inches tall, co- half covered with snow because it's the winter. So doing good <laughs> here. You know, I saw a photo of you and Ernie Hudson, the actor from uh, Ghostbusters and many other yeah. movies. And I uh, was fortunate to meet him in Las Vegas at a convention. And when I talked yeah. to him, I said, I don't know you in real life. But I bet your personality is much like your character in the movie Congo. And he said, "Oh, I'm not that cool, you know." But <laughs> I said, "I think you are. You are that cool." Uh, and I asked him about. Uh, he had this high-class British accent in the movie uh, Congo. If your uh, listeners remember, that's where they go to Africa to seek out the uh, gorillas. And uh, I asked him where he got that accent, and he said he um, uh, tried to copy uh, the actor Ronald Coleman with that that high British tone. And um, uh, next time you see that, you can watch uh, Ernie do that. Ernie um, 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 Coleman was in uh, Prisoner of Zenda with Douglas Fairbanks Jr. Now, what impressed me about Ernie Hudson, I heard an interview of his – and he was he's a single parent raising four children and he was asked uh by Florence Henderson on on her show uh if raising the children if he has to back away from his acting and put that on hold or on the back burner and he said no not at all because he has to show his children the the joy of pursuing their their dream because he has to be an example of him pursuing his dream. I was very impressed by that, because any child psychologist will tell you the worst thing for a child is the unsatisfied parent, unquote. So uh, to be be a satisfied parent, to be pursuing your dream, uh, is an important thing. So uh, that's why I was impressed by Ernie Hudson. Yeah, that's that's kind of counterintuitive, really. I mean, you'd think it'd be the other way around, but sometimes rational self-interest and selfishness can can be a blessing at times. So let's dive right in, man. Thanks for coming on the show again. Now, you talked about uh, six movies to empower artists when their career is down. Talk about those, man. Uh, Yeah, you know, uh, when we're doing um, our careers, be it acting, anything in the creative uh, field, uh, there are disappointments, and I remember Kurt Douglas in his autobiography said uh, he tried to discourage his son Michael from going into acting because the acting field has many disappointments. And he was uh, Kurt Douglas was referring to the fact that uh, he owned uh, the the play and story of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He uh, appeared on Broadway with it, and he was so disappointed that uh, Jack Nicholson did the movie and not him with his son Michael producing. Of course, he left out the point that he uh, made millions of dollars. But what I want to say is when I thought about that, yes, there's many disappointments in the actor's life, but anybody in business, there are disappointments. The the businessman or woman 
uh, doesn't get the promotion, uh, gets fired, uh, gets transferred to a place they they don't want to go. So every business has disappointments. And the reason I um, I got these movies, this movie list together, because uh, I was at a point where um, I, I had directed six feature films, and uh, my second uh, feature film, Death Machines, opened up in 50 theaters in L.A. alone before it went around the world, ended up with six. And then I had a lull after, after the sixth uh, uh, film. I did some documentaries and such. But... Um, you know, in the in the creative business, acting, writing, directing, we need that lift. And uh, you know, we have a support system of uh, you know team, of course, and friends and family. But you often find yourself alone. You know, at uh, yeah. ten o'clock at night, wondering where the next job will come from or if it will come at all. And um, so I started watching you know some movies to to keep my spirits up and keep me writing uh, scripts, whether I knew if they would be produced or not. So that's where I got this this uh, list from. Now um, a lot of them are older, but I'll start with a newer movie, Skyfall, the James Bond movie. That's that's the one James Bond movie on my list. And if you remember yeah. the movie, yeah, the uh, right James Bond yeah. is down and out. <laughs> And he mm-hmm. has to come back. He can't even hit the target, you know, when he's being tested. Yeah. Uh, he's got psychological problems, walks out on his psych test. Does, he doesn't even actually pass the test to make him a secret agent uh, again. So he has to overcome. He has to, he has to uh, face his past again. So the Skyfall is a great coming back movie. So that's the first one. Uh, what do you think about uh, the film Skyfall? I thought it was excellent. Yeah, we we touched on that the last time, Paul. That was, uh, I think it's probably, I would almost go out on a limb and say it's the best one they've made. I always thought Goldfinger was, I think they're like tied because it's not just a great Bond film, but it was also a great film in its own right. I mean, you could, he doesn't have to be an, you could, he could have been an accountant. You could have made a drama about an accountant or a lawyer, or a trial lawyer, or anything, and he would have been... Those themes are very universal throughout that film. It's just... Yep, I thought yep. Goldfinger was, uh, certainly was. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. Number one song, yeah. the car with the ejector seat, uh, the karate odd job, so many facets in that movie. So it does Absolutely. stand out. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, the, another, a very new stuff. one that I added to my list, just... Um, a couple of weeks ago was the movie Lucy starring Scarlett Johansson and the great Morgan Freeman. Um, now we can't, you know, do all the things that she did, but there's with all the action and energizing visuals in there and Morgan Freeman talking about the power of the mind. Uh, it's just very energizing. And um, all those flashbacks to, to history and animals and explanation of the mind, uh, let alone all the you know all the action going on, uh, it's very powerful. And in the, you yeah. know the action fans may miss the point in the middle of the movie where Lucy calls her mother and says, "I remember you, and I re- you know remember you when I was a child, and I love you and Dad." And so that's uh, has a real heart to it that uh, uh, even reviews don't don't point that scene out. So that's Lucy with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. That's a good now, one. my most 
powerful one for me personally. I think it's <clears throat> the movie Limitless, starring Bradley mm. Cooper. It is yeah. best non-Bond movie to show you how to live the James Bond lifestyle. Now, you remember oh. he takes this fish, fictionalized uh, NTZ yeah. pill, and he opens up yeah. his, his mind. And first thing he does... When he when he his mind opens up, he cleans up his room, and that's the first thing you do for the James Bond lifestyle. He counts his money. He learns French. He finishes his book in four days, which you can you can write a book in in four days. Something like I figured it out. You know, forty pages a day in four days, uh, and you can do everything that he does without the pill. And I remember one guy coming out of the theater say, "Oh, I wish I had the pill." Well, that's <laughs> that's just an excuse because, uh, you know, you can't do what Lucy did, you know, doing all these, uh, you know, elevating, you know, people. And, uh, but you can certainly do what Bradley uh, Cooper does in, in Limitless. He exercises, yeah. gets in shape, gets new clothes, uh, starts taking things serious. Limitless, very powerful movie. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. What about now, an older movie and very important for me is Rocky Three. Sylvester yeah. Stallone the one with the eye of the tiger. He's down and out. He's scared to come back. He's gonna quit. And um he 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 comes back. A lot of exciting uh, energy. You know, there's the theme of the of these movies, there's the story and then there's just that that energy, you know, that uh, action energy that's uh that in, empowers us. So, um, you know, when you're once again, you know, when you're down, you know, put uh, put one of those movies on. Bond fans, of course, any Bond movie, most of the Bond movies will empower them. But you know, this is for for anybody in the uh, in the acting game. And as you know, Sylvester Stallone, uh, he was really down and out and homeless, and um, in debt, and he had to sell his dog for fifty dollars because he couldn't afford to uh, yeah, feed him. And then he, he he wrote Rocky. Everybody knows knows that story. And they kept offering him money, big money, two hundred thousand dollars, and he wouldn't take it unless he starred in it. And me, I would have taken it, you know. But uh, <laughs> and then then written another script. But he he said, now I understand him as I as I read more about. Um, uh, and, and hear his interviews. He'd rather burn the script than be sitting in the movie theater watching somebody else be Rocky. That I can understand. <laughs> so in that situation, yeah. uh, would, I would have stuck it out too. But Rocky Three, Eye of the Tiger, with the words and the song, uh, "Don't give up on dreams of the past. We must fight just to keep them alive." That's, that's right. It. You have to fight. To keep your so that eye of the tiger. Uh, sometimes I train, lift weights uh, to, to that song. Um, yeah, you know, I eye of the tiger. Don't give up. Yep, I now have a five list. Yep, <laughs> me, you and me both yeah. on that one. What's number five? Oh, really? Ah, yes, very good. <laughs> let's work. Yeah, let's work and I. <laughs> I like the op- the opening montage. I think is the best edited montage ever. I've this was directed. By, yeah. This was directed by Sylvester Stallone, 
and the eye of the tiger shows a lot of uh, montage at the beginning of the film shows the training but it shows rocky and all his prosperity and his big house and gifts and riding his motorcycle doing commercials so just that eye of the tiger four minute montage is just like a vision board to program you you know for prosperity yeah. and living your you know living your dream which he is at the beginning so very powerful movie Awesome, awesome. So good. So you're uh, you're with me on that one. Absolutely. Now the very powerful for me is the original Rollerball 1975 version mm-hmm. with James Caan. And he's like the Yeah, he's the ultimate lone man against the establishment. And they all want him yeah. to quit. They're pushing him to quit and the, and uh, he doesn't want to quit. And uh, he has to, you know, go it alone. It gets it gets down to that big final game, you know, of uh, roller rink and fighting and motorcycles. It's um, once again, the you know, just the action energizes you. But that lone man against the establishment uh, is very powerful for me. Do you remember that huh. movie? I remember. I thought it was very grim. That's all. It was very, very grim and kind of depressing. So I, I, maybe I need to rewatch it. Now you are correct. You are correct. The, uh, in fact, the director made the life of the ordinary person very grim, very superficial, mm. very depressing. Mm. You're so correct, even photographically, in the drunk people shooting uh, that uh, fire gun at trees and burning up trees just for fun. You know, yeah, nothing else to do. And the only time. That there's real action is, is is on the ring, in the ring, the rollerball um, ring, and uh, that's where the hero comes to life. But yes, he's fighting against that that grim reality. So you are very correct. It, it is a grim future they show in that movie, and and he fights. Um, in fact, uh, you know they say in the movie the reason for rollerball is nobody. The establishment, the government has created rollerball to show the futility of individual effort. It's not a game you're supposed to win, the businessman, John Houseman, the businessman, says this is not a game you're supposed to get strong in. And you, James Kahn, are still getting strong, and we don't want you to show people that individual effort can count. It's the team. you got to get along. You know, oh, wow. so that's we we hear we hear a lot of that when we're trying, uh, especially acting, writing, directing, the creative arts. Yeah. Uh, you know, at, at one point, uh, you know, when we're children, you know, we we hear, oh, you can do anything you want, but then at age twenty-two or twenty-six after college, you're told, hey, get with the system, you know, get a regular job, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting. Vest Parker, Fess Parker, Walt Disney's uh, Davy Crockett. And he was Daniel Boone on TV as well. I saw an interview with with him uh, in his later years, and he said, "quote If you want to be an actor, you have to be in a mindset of unreality to move forward." <laughs> Where, unquote. He said, "That's all you do. You know, you 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 just pursue that. There's not much dating. You may not have much money. You live. You know." Uh, inexpensively so that idea and that idea of unreality and as i look back on my career trying to you know get feature films produced in panavision you know independently at the 
you know, in the 1970s uh, and 80s, uh, it was totally crazy. But I was movie crazy. But from other people's point of view, it's like, you know, what are you doing? You know, your first movie failed. You're never going to get a second movie. So mm-hmm. I know that, uh, you know, and that's why I say sometimes, often, usually you have to do it alone. You know, yeah. come, what's, come, what's the, uh... come midnight, you're <laughs> come midnight, you're at home working on your script and you think, is this going to work? Well, you put on, put on one of these movies. That's right. Not connected so to, uh, kind of... the last movie connected. Yeah. That's a rollerball. Um, I got a couple of others staying alive. Uh, John Travolta is trying to be success in Broadway, and that's directed by Sylvester Stallone. And there's a great scene where the the director of the Broadway play tells Travolta, you know, he's going to, Travolta's going to walk out on the play. And the director says, what have you done that's so special? What do you think? You're going to walk out? You're going to get another play? You know? This this is the play. Be professional. You don't have to like me. I don't have to like you. You know, you 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 act, I direct. So, uh, staying alive, and it's got a lot of energetic montages, and um, so that's that's an, was an important movie for me. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that one too. Okay, so we're going to touch on. What's yeah. that now? Oh well, the last one is the movie Grand Prix, James Garner. That's big Cinerama race racing movie where um, the the champion says, I need a ride. He's fired, and I need a ride, just like us uh, creative people. I need a movie, you know. So it's it's a real success movie, and it's, it has a lot of rich lifestyle around the world and champion trying to get another job and succeeding. There's an older champion. It follows four race drivers, so Grand Prix is very em- empowering for the freelancer. So that's oh, my yeah. list of... Uh, Amazing list, amazing list. So we, I wanted to touch on, uh, you, had, you had mentioned something in the past about there's some artists that helped you, and now you want to, like, play it forward and help them. So what's some artists that helped you, people that inspired you uh, in your past? You know, when I was 12 years old, uh, the movie Time Machine came out, and I love that movie. And I wrote to George Powell, the producer-director, in care of MGM. Now, mind you, I'm 12 years old. You know, there's no Internet. There's no entertainment tonight. There's, you know, there's no, there's no connection. People don't have connections to studio. I just wrote to the studio. I didn't even have the address. I wrote to George Powell, care of MGM Studios, Hollywood. That's it. And I said, oh, Mr. Powell, can I please have a photo of Rod Taylor fighting a Morlock, which is the monster in the... <laughs> one of the, you know, the monsters at the time machine. So I've just figured, I think I've written to other people before, and I just figured that would just get lost in the mail. A month later, I get this cardboarded flat envelope, 8 by 10 I pull it out, and there's a photo of Rod Taylor swinging a torch at a Morlock, leaning over backwards right in the middle of action, best photo of the world and a, and a letter from George Powell saying I'm glad you like the show here's the photo so cut to about 15 years later I'm an adult and I'm at this uh, kind of a movie star movie show uh, kind of a dinner expo and George Powell was there and uh, I walked up to him he was by himself at one point 
And I just said, first words out of my mouth, Mr. Powell, when I was 12 years old, I wrote to you for a photo of Rod Taylor fighting a Morlock. And right then, George Powell looked at me with fear in his eyes because he figured I was going to say, and I never got it. <laughs> and and I, I continued, and I said, you sent me the best photo ever from that movie, exactly Rod Taylor fighting the Morlock, and uh, and a letter. I said, you made a 12-year-old boy very happy. So he signed well, He signed another photo for me, and then he said, I'm glad you got the photo. Uh, Ray Harryhausen, the animator of Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, did the same thing. I was 12 years old at the same time, and he sent that from the got to uh, the studio uh, in Hollywood, and I went to London, and he sent me a uh, montage photo and a letter. Years later, I showed it to him. Um, there, there's a number of other. That's when I, I, I was, you know, when I was 12, and uh, you know that, that that was that was incredible. As an adult, other people uh, helped me. Peter Tootsbury, the director of uh, uh, My Three Sons and Father Knows Best, and he directed an Elvis Presley movie, Stay Away Joe, that had great editing techniques in it and he would write me two-page handwritten letters and i talked to him on the phone and he came to see my first movie came to the theater in hollywood to see my first movie so uh he he stayed in touch with me for, um, for years until he passed away now recently there's a jerry lewis documentary and they talk about jerry lewis uh teaching at ucla he was he was one of he one of the first directors, uh, the first director to write a book called The Total Filmmaker and talk about movie directing. In that documentary recently, Steven uh, Spielberg said, Jerry Lewis taught me the value of mentoring. Hmm. You know, so, yeah. And as I, now that I'm in a position of, uh, you know, a lot of people with the Internet, they find me and ask me about you know how to get into the business or scripting or the James Bond lifestyle or ask me to put some money into their Indigo movie projects or Kickstarter. Uh, I always do because I know, you know, what George Powell and that one photo, you know, did and, and Peter Tootsbury writing me for 10 years and answering my questions and coming to my screening. So uh, now it's my turn. So, uh, you know, the young, now the younger people, they are being told often, they say, get a mentor and you will excel. Mm. And actually, actually, it's a little different it, in real life. Excel and you will get a mentor because successful people rarely, you know, take on commitments for free. They're, they're picking you to mentor because you're worth their time and benefit to them. So like with Peter Tootsbury, he, you know, he saw that I made my first movie and my second and third as, you know, as our relationship continued. So he was always, um, you know, giving me, giving me advice on various movies and reading my scripts because I was actually, uh, you know, making them. So excel first and then get a a mentor. And I'm often, no, I won't say often, but sometimes people say, you know, hey, you shouldn't be helping that guy or you shouldn't meet with that person. And, um, you know, it's just a couple of lazy people would, would tell me that or, or people in situations where they're successful but they don't want to spend any time. Um, but also, I get hired by these people. There was a my third movie, I had a, I had a swordswoman lady, a fighting swordswoman 
extra out of or stunt woman out of 30 and i'd sent pictures uh photos from the movie to the those women and one wrote back oh thank you and and i said yeah no problem and a year later she hired me to direct a travel log in phuket thailand where they film man with a golden gun so yeah. the extra that you may advise and help today could very well be a producer that hires you later on and these one or two people that would um, you know get on me for ah, you shouldn't be helping you know helping that person or i i had to go many many meetings you know 100 meetings to get you know one financer of a movie it takes a take a year oh you shouldn't be you know trying to you know meeting people to get financing but these same people, once I do get financing, they come to me with their hand extended, palm up, <laughs> meaning, what's my job and how much am I going to get paid? The very paid, you know, the very people that uh, that said, you know, hey, don't help that guy, don't meet these people. So that's my take on on mentoring. If you're in a position to help, um, you know, help out. And um, if you want to mentor, you have to excel and and show yourself. Now I know people that have invested in Kickstarter movies. Even Spike Lee was on Kickstarter. Um, but but five hundred dollars, and you can become an, an associate producer. And the movies are legitimate. And the person got into the internet movie database as a as a, that first credit as a associate producer for a five hundred dollar investment. So and you know an internet movie database, you don't get on without being verified. So, you know, you know, uh, that's another way to kind of get in, you know, into the business. So, um, you know, yeah, working, you know, helping other people, physically helping getting on some of these uh, um, on the films that, you know, there's no salary, but you get a credit or if you got 500 or a thousand bucks, become a associate producer. So that's that's my take on mentor mentoring. Uh, oh, you know, so I, I I do a lot of that. Great, great, great. And That's like, awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, like Steven Spielberg says, there is value to it, and uh, I, I can't put it so much into words, but there's 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 a good feeling that you made a difference, you know, and you help somebody. Um, um, me with the writing, a lot. Of, I just tell people you know, they ask me about publishing. This is their big big question and I said hey get the book out yourself put it on Kindle don't wait for a publisher if you find a publisher great but uh and so many people uh because of me uh, got their first book out you know on on Kindle so uh that, that was one of the main pe- reasons I've I've uh, helped people in it yeah there's a there's a good feeling you made you made a difference and then these same people they advertise your book they hire you for movies uh, whatever so Mentoring is a is a give and take situation. Absolutely, I'm a big proponent of that. So I'm going to uh, touch on your book, Paul. Uh, I always like to go into your book every time I have you on the show. There's a couple of little fun things we're going to talk about uh, here in the last uh, about 12 minutes here. Okay, uh, talk about the advice Tyrone Power gave to Gene Hackman. Oh, I I love. I actually heard. Uh, Gene Hackman. I watched him on a, a TV interview show. 
uh, yeah. this story. So in all these stories, you know, I usually hear from interviews. I have a have a good memory, or I'll write it down. But he was a young yeah. uh, actor trying to make it in the business, and he was at somebody's house, and the guy was his friend was talking on the phone, and then all of a sudden the friend says to Gene Hackman, "Here, talk to Tyrone Power." And Hackman <laughs> said, "Oh my God! You know, he was a big star at the time. Uh, you know, Blood and Sand and and Zorro, and he was just uh, a big star." So um, Hackman got on the phone. He he didn't know what to say. He says, "Well, uh, Mr. Power, what advice do you have for a, a a young actor?" And Tyrone Power said, "Quote: The important thing is how you handle your women." Unquote. Mm. <laughs> and Hackman he didn't know what that meant or. And, and or responded to, and I don't know what the rest of his conversation was. And I thought about that. Well, what does that have to do with acting or career or directing? But then years went by. I started thinking about that, and we we see people that give up careers because of uh, relationships or or you know who was uh, the played the the actor that played the mummy the. Brendan Fraser, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he's paying he's paying $70,000 a month child support. Mm. That's $70,000 a month cuz his child support was based on when he was starring in the 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 mummy uh movies. So, you know, how you handle your women, how you choose your relationships and for women too. How you ha- it's how you handle your personal relationships, your woman, how you handle men, I guess and um uh, so yeah, personal relationships uh, are important and a lot of careers have been stopped <laughs> by right. by boyfriends, girlfriends, spouses talking them out of mm. their dreams. So that's mm. That's why Tyrone Power is one acting tip. Is it's important how you handle your women. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I wanted to go to that story uh, from your book. Uh, you wrote about forgiving yourself for making your film, drawing swords in black and white. So, what's some of the ways that you were able to move on from that and forgive yourself and uh, move forward? William, I had so much debt on that on that movie, and I made it in black. I started out in color, and then we ran out of money, so I changed to black and white. Technoscope, 35 millimeter, and uh, I couldn't sell it. And at that time, I had so many people. They, you know, like for remember the guy from the Philippines saying, "If you had made it in color, I could have just sold it there." You know, and uh, I I didn't get my next movie for two years, and. Um, the debts and my credit cards and all of that pain and you know again you do it alone you know the people are, are there on the crew that was it happened and then it was it was gone and uh, I finished it though and I had every time I thought about it I could be driving the car and I'd think about it and I go ooh you know I just have this emotional <laughs> shake it off <laughs> wow. like a bad dream and that's negative energy that's negative emotional energy. So at one point I I got with um, a success teacher and he had a, a hypnosis meditation uh, uh, tape and he did it in person as well in his classes, but where you uh, release past mistakes and forgive yourself for making it in black and white or running up the credit cards or whatever mistake I made on that movie, and I finally had to let it go at a meditative level, just kind of un just 
unclench your hand and let it fly away. Now the emotion is gone. You still have the memory of whatever the event is you're trying to release. So the bad feeling was gone, but I still had, you know, I had the movie, and I actually showed that to a lot of people, eventually showing it to a karate man, Ron Marchini, who wanted to produce um, a, a karate movie starring him, and he hired me because of that movie. And because of my 16 millimeter karate action movies that I made, he said, I saw it just a continuance and an improvement. And so we made Death Machines um, in color, in technoscope, and that's the movie that opened. Crown International uh, uh, bought the movie, and it opened in 50 theaters in L.A. alone, moved across the country and around the world. And I'm still getting the benefits from that movie. It was just uh, purchased by an independent producer uh, who hired me to um, do the commentary on it. It's out on widescreen DVD now. So that's, yes, forgiving yourself for mistakes or, you know, any other negative emotion. You've got to free that emotion to use that emotional energy for successful ideas. Yeah, yeah, we all have limited energy. Okay, so we're down to about six and a half minutes. So quickly talk about some villains that, because, uh, you know, in, James, in, your, in your book you talk about uh, the villains that we all face. So talk about some of the villains that actors and other performers to look out for, and then just uh, wrap up with, uh, you know, just go ahead and plug yourself. Talk about your your audio books, your uh, your novels, your writing, your everything else. Just plug yourself. Just plug away. Okay, um, you know the villains uh, for for us in the creative freelance lifestyle, acting, writing, directing. Um, in the communication business, I always like to say my life changed when I wasn't when I realized I'm not just in the directing business; I'm in the communication business, and that can be writing, directing, editing, speaking. But for us in the communication business, the biggest villain is the uh, the time waster. People just want to hang out with you, and they they never intend. They say, yeah, I want to make a movie, and you tell them, and you give them the information, and they say, yeah, let's meet again for lunch. And uh, they want to hang out, and they have no intention of uh, making a movie or furthering their acting career. So we have to watch out for the time waster, uh, one of the big biggest villains. The other one is the party crasher. Big problem, you know. I, I work, uh, you know, two years, like I said, finding financing for a movie, and um, you know, hired people. Uh, my third movie, Weapons of Death. Um, I think we had a we had 185 different people on salary, a lot of extras, and uh, a couple of these karate guys came just to make trouble. You know, they, they put them in the movie and they acted, and or or they did fight scenes, and they were with. Uh, popular martial artists like Eric Lee, Gerald Okamura, and then they end up uh, stealing equipment, you know, stealing some swords and, you know, so the party crashers, they have a secret agenda. They tell you, oh, yeah, I'm interested in your acting and I'm interested in your movie, and then they, you know, they steal from you or they waste your time or they cause trouble. And the reason they cause trouble, they have no investment of time or energy uh, into uh, your project or even their project they're just there at the moment to get what they want to get so uh, the thing about the, the those villains unfortunately we invite them into our lives you think about it 
We invited them to our project. We invited them to our parties where they make trouble. Um, there's a you know folk legend: you can't a vampire cannot come into your house unless uh, they're invited. I think it's in the Bible. You can't the devil can't come into your house unless he's invited. We invite these party crashers. So those are the two villains to watch out for any creative uh, freelancers, the time waster and the party crasher. So these ideas are from my book, How to Live the James Bond Lifestyle. And um, your listeners can just go to Amazon, search James Bond Lifestyle. The book will come up and you can read 30 pages, um, sample pages. Just click the look inside. In those uh, 30 pages... Um, and the reason is there's 30 because the book is like 350 pages of technique. It's the best freelancer book. But those sample pages have the actor uh, David Hedison, who played the original Fly, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea TV series, and was in two James Bond movies as Felix Leiter. But it has, um, uh, he recorded for the audio version uh, 12 minutes of his own advice about acting and improving yourself. So in that 30 pages, sample pages, you can read the entire uh, David Hedison uh, uh, acting advice and how he ran away from his first audition and then came back. <laughs> so uh, just go to Amazon.com, search James Bond Lifestyle, and read those 30 pages, including the uh, table of contents. I'll tell you, uh, people have said it's the best book for freelancers. So, yeah. Uh, very, very happy with that book. I updated it for 2012. It's got Skyfall in there, Skyfall advice. Um, so that's my book. Well, Paul, it's always a pleasure for you to come on the show. I mean, I know you're a great friend of the show. I'm just always very inspired by what you have to say, and uh, I just feel this it's just a real blessing for you to come on the show and share all your wisdom. Thank you, William. I'm energized, you know, when you, <laughs> yeah. when you teach and when you teach and you talk about two people in sync talking about powerful success subjects, you know, both are energized. I'm energized here. I'm going to go out in Tokyo and see what I can accomplish. That's right. That's right. Okay, Paul, well, since it's daytime uh, where you are, I'll just say uh, good day and God bless. Thank you, William. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, I will leave you with this quote from uh, Sean Connery. And Sean Connery, who played in many James Bond films, said, there is nothing like a challenge to bring out the best in a man. Night.